This spot could be yours if you've got a brand or product and you'd like to advertise on our very successful Your Say podcast, get in touch today. We've got super, super affordable offers for a limited time only. YourSayPodcast.com.au Okay, hello everyone and welcome to episode 26 of the You'll Say podcast. Here we are, got a special guest today. We do, we've got the lovely Ada on and I felt like I kind of knew her before even though I'd never met her in person but now I feel like I know her Yeah, so she was really, more. this is a really, really personable, very, very open share about her coming out story yeah, and how she tuned. came out. You need to stay tuned and if there are any parents, you 100% need to listen to this mm. episode. Actually, sorry, I'm just going to, before we finish, it's not just for parents, it's for anyone. Anyone. Anyone, but we want to normalise these conversations. This is for young and old, gay, straight, it's for anyone. Yep, enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of Your Say Podcast. Hello, Nikki. 26. I know, we're ratcheting them up. We are ratcheting them up, and we've got a special guest. We've got a very special guest today. Now, I've only spoken to Ada over the phone, but this is really exciting. We're we're doing some video here as well, aren't we? Oh, look, things things are sharpening up around here. But I feel like I know Ada. Do you? I do. I feel like I know her, even though I've not met her in person. But Why I don't do you know feel her like as that? well as you do. Um, because she's had quite a lot of input on our she podcast. Has, she's yes. like our expert. Yeah, Ada is our, 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 our expert. Yeah, Shall we introduce her? Hi, Ada. Hi, Ada. Hello, girls. Not to be confused with sexpert. Oh. <laughs> Expert in other areas. Expert in other areas. So Ada is joining us today, guys, on the podcast. I asked her would she share her coming out story Mm. because Ada is also – do you go by a lesbian? Or gay? Yes, I do. I do. What are your pro- What are your pronouns, it? Ada? My my pro- thank you for asking. My pronouns are she, her, mm-hmm. and I identify as the L in LGBTQIA plus. Oh, right. that sounds good. I want to say that moving forward. I identify oh, as the L. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds really good. You've you've just gained a a different pronoun. That's cool. Yeah, no, I identify as the L in the LBGT. Yeah, but I always forget the N. I can forget. I forget. (laughs) (laughs) LBGTQ community. Did I get it? Plus, no, not really. But that's okay. You say it your own way. All right, practice. Go 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 one more time. LGBTQIA. Oh fuck. Who's the A's? A's are the asexuals. Oh, Nikki. All right. I'm a lesbian. (laughs) I'm just going to stick with I'm a lesbian. I'm glad mine is simple. What are your pronouns, Becky? It would be she, wouldn't it? Well, what do you go by? She. Okay, great. I think. Yeah, it's okay. Depends who's asking. If it's a school teacher, well, Mm. that was a whole rabbit hole. So Ada's going to share with us today, guys, her coming out story. And the reason that I wanted her to come on the podcast is obviously we all overshare. Well, I won't say we overshare, we like sharing. And her story is really interesting because Ada, I'm going to drop a bit of a bombshell straight up, but you didn't even really know what gay was until you were how old? Uh, I was 20. Yeah. Wow. So this is just such an interesting but story. When you say you didn't know what gay was, explain explain. She's that. gonna she's gonna take us on the whole journey. Well let's go. All oh, right, okay. Hand over. Go, Ada. Tell us your coming out story. <laughs> 
Thank you so much, girls. Like this, I really appreciate you having me on and being able to tell you my story because it is a bit of a, um, a journey. It has been, and yeah, I didn't know what gay was until I was twenty. Um, and I think understanding who I am and where I come from, I think, is really important. My nationality is Armenian, and so I have been. I was born and raised in Sydney. Um, but I was raised as speaking the language, speaking Armenian, knowing about the history, uh, the religion and whatnot. And so I think from there, I also was quite sheltered in a lot of aspects of growing up. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't have my first sexual experience until I was in my early 20s, late 20s. So, oh my gosh, that's um, Mm, yeah, it is. Where are and you so, in the family dynamic, Ada? Sorry to interrupt. Like, do you have siblings, and where are you in in the family? Just paint us a picture. I do have siblings. I have three younger brothers. Mm -hmm. I'm the oldest. I'm the only girl. Okay. Um, my brothers are very close in age. There's uh, one is one year younger than me, and then three years and three years. Gosh. Mm. Um, yeah. So, well, so I growing thought up, there was I mean, two of them. There's three of them. <laughs> something else you've learned today oh, oh my surprise. gosh i suppose i just don't think i've given enough airplay to that third one anyway sorry yeah. about that okay, the friendship is on a is a on a fine line right now <laughs> right <laughs> sorry uh, your jews are jews sorry sorry <laughs> I'm, sorry i'm kidding i'm kidding so yes there are three three brothers um you know grew so grew up armenian uh grown up in a fairly large family mm -hmm. quite sheltered I went to private school. Um, I went to Saturday school as well, learning Armenian. And I was very, throughout school, I was obsessed with sports. So sports was my thing. I played basketball, uh, girls' cricket, tennis. I, I played all of it except for netball. Um, you did, you did, did you get on the softball field? Because then you might have learned about gay. Softball? I did. I got on the softball field. And you field still too. didn't, you still didn't pick it. No, I still, I didn't, I didn't no work tingles? out. I, it no wasn't tingles? On well, there were tingles, yes. However, you didn't I know didn't what that understand was. what it was. Right, okay, okay, so right, okay. When I was, when I finished high school, I went to university in the States. Um, and while I was there, I was, I got a job as a tour guide. And so I'd take these potential students around the campus on tour um, and then while I was on tour on one of these occasions I was going through the community hall and there were couches and whatnot and there were I noticed two people on a couch and one of them was I knew was a girl and then they were kissing and laying on each other and all this stuff and then I noticed the other one was a girl and mm. I went oh sh okay so that, that, that so that honest to God was the first time you'd see two women together. Yes. Oh, that just, just yeah. this blows my mind. This is why she's on the podcast. Can yeah. you believe that? But well, I want. What did so? What happened? You saw them and you realised they were both girls, and you went, "Oh!" Or you it it awakened well, something in you. Well, I saw them and I went, "Whoa, two girls!" And my knees went weak. My heart started racing. Um, I just, this overwhelming feeling came over me and just rushed through me that went, oh, shit. Okay, now everything I felt all through school, um, wow. all those crushes I had, and, and I finally realised that they were crushes. Like I was 
feeling something for women for the same sex that I didn't know what I was feeling. And then when I saw that, it all made sense to me. It all just made sense to me. So not and- un- not until sorry, Ada, not until that moment. Obviously, you knew you'd had feelings for friends or women, or you know, like you'd had that. And had you just thought that? You, did you even think, oh no, that's taboo, or you didn't even think it was taboo because you just didn't think it was possible? Look, there was there was a girl on my cricket team that I was obsessed with and yeah. the, the what I thought that was, and every time she brushed past me or would touch me or whatever, I would get my whole, like I'd feel electricity go mm. through me, oh, you know. So I was soft. just this, it was just this feel, like this feeling I couldn't explain and all I thought that was was that I just wanted to be friends, like I just wanted to be around her and like I just, and I would think about her a lot and just I was, and then when I saw what I saw when I was 20, I went, shit, okay, that was a crush. Mm. That's, That's what a crush was. Yes, that interests me because I know as a straight person, we're told that when we're at school, girl crushes, girl on girl crushes are quite common and it can just be Are thing. we told that at school? I, well, I think it was mentioned to me, but I never had that. Like, I, I, I don't think that I was no. told. I wasn't told that. Oh, I, well, I was. Like, well, if oh, I was told that, I wouldn't have felt so weird trying yeah, to hunt right. my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think, well, you know that thing we spoke about, like girls at school kissing, but it's like not, it's not because they're gay, it's just experimental. But no, that's now, that's now, that's not back then. Oh, no, I did have friends did at school that did, yeah. And, oh, no, and mine was, didn't. But I never had that, like I never had that. No, I was trying to kiss everyone, no one was kissing me back. Yeah, you'd have been right now. I there. was trying so hard. Okay, so Ada, when you're at school, had you ever had crushes on boys at all? That's a good question. Yeah, so my understanding of a crush was really next to nothing, right? Mm. I didn't I, – I knew that, you know, my, my brothers didn't have girlfriends through school. You know, my friends I was hanging out with you know, would say a boy is cute or whatever, but I quite didn't, you know, I didn't understand like that that was possible for me. Um, the other thing was I was the only ethnic person in my school as well. So here I am at a private school already dealing with, you know, mm, being racially different. different. Yeah. yeah. So so me having any chance with boys wasn't even a thing. But, However, but, but were your friends doing it, Ada? Uh, not the not the friends I was hanging out with. So not like not not even like in year eleven and twelve. They're not in relationships with boys. No, no. Geez, you really were not into me. your sport. Yeah. Yeah, I was into the sports, but but however, I mentioned earlier that I go to Saturday school, and, and oh, the t- t- being t- Armenian, there were some boys that I was into there. Okay, great. Um, but you know they that. Like there were a couple of times where I was brave enough to say something to a boy um, and it never eventuated. I think I got rejected very early on. And so that rejection kind of just propelled me into being just just hiding away from anything to do with boys. And so I just focused on my sport. So I just mm. focused on tennis and I went, I'm, I'm a good tennis player. I'm good enough. I'm going to be a champion one day. I'm going to be better than <laughs> Steffi Graf. Yes. And if anyone knows who she is, look her up. <laughs> she was an amazing player. She's so hot too. Can I just yeah. ask, when you did have, when when you say you were into boys, was it the same feeling 
as you described with girls. So if they brush past you, they'd be that frisson of, you know. No the what? Way. Electricity. The frisson? Frisson, you know. Like oh, we're in, we're in, fuck me. What is that, French? The, no, oh, well, yeah. we're in, we're in the Italy room. We're in Monte Carlo. In this special room we're in, it's got, it's got all the different countries around us. Yeah, well, but come on, spill, yeah, <laughs> spill the tea, spill the tea, Ada. Did did you Two have that, did you have that same feeling? Two words, go. Fuck no. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. No, See, I didn't. I didn't. Be- yeah, Becky doesn't get it because she hasn't had a vulva licked for a woman yet, so she. Oh can't. my goodness! You can't like a knock this shit till you try it, girl. Something to look forward to, Becky. I think oh, you, know, you know, don't say. Oh, so, so now, hang on. Let's get back. So we're watching the chicks on the couch. Yeah, you're twenty. Yeah. Still, so, so I 20. still can't fathom this. I, know, I still. It's late, isn't I mean, it? you listen to our sex, our sex episodes. So you're very, yeah. very clear what Becky yeah, and I we had done were, by the time uh, we were well, twenty. We should have been. Well, she'd been sport. engaged, married, and had an abortion. <laughs> I was fucking impulse bottles and black and dicker <laughs> handheld devices. That's what happens when you're not sports. Oh. I need to get my girls into I was sports. Like, oh, hang on. Did you masturbate? Had you well, discovered yeah. masturbating? So you did well, discover yeah, that did. before that. I did discover masturbating. Um, I, and I think the, the whole sexual feelings were there. Um, yeah. You know, I think I started feeling that from quite a young age, maybe in year six. Mm. Um and was, and was that ever explained to you, Ada, in your home? No, no. At all? Never. Nothing? At all, like, no. Do you think to your brothers? No, I don't think so to well, them. It wasn't either. in my house either. There was never any discussion no. about that. It was kind of, you know, no, there'd be shame attached it's to that. It's so wrong, isn't it? Like, it's just, I mean, sorry, I'm not ragging your family, but I think it's really wrong mm. because there's just so much shame around it. Yeah, that's and it, right. And it, it hasn't changed a lot really no. in a lot of families. No, it hasn't. But but also back then, you know, we didn't have social media. We didn't have internet. No. We didn't have TV shows that would, you know, have families that would have sit down and have conversations. And so even more so for my parents, like they never had that. You know, their parents would have never discussed anything yeah. sexual with them. You know, my grandparents were married when she was, my grandmother was married when she was 14. Like, oh, and that was the thing. She'd had three, four kids by the time she was twenty. Like it's, it's just, unreal, it's, isn't it? That's yeah. Crazy. It is. It was never discussed. It was never. And, and like I understand that. You know, I get it. But it also. This is why I say I was so sheltered mm-hmm. in my upbringing. You know, but once I found out, and just to carry on the story, once I found out what was going on, well, what could happen with two women? I then did everything I could. To not make myself gay. Oh, so you did get the, yeah, right. I felt so much shame and guilt for being Mm. different and feeling different. I just squashed it all. And so when I finally came back to Sydney. How um, how old are you now? uh, I had my 21st birthday in Sydney. Okay. Um, So I came back. I now had started developing friendships with a new group of friends um so who no, were all no, Armenian. no kissing of any boys until this point no i hadn't so, so there was a guy no no boys no girls no first kiss at all at the, by this point by this wow. time no wonder you like passing and dashing you're waking you're making up for fucking <laughs> lost time this chick loves a passion dash i'm like passion i don't need to dash. passion dash i've got like 10 years on you of passion. <laughs> 
you do you do have 10 years on me passion and sexing (laughs) and so yeah so i came back new group of friends all armenian um mainly girls um and we were going out a lot Mm. we were going out a lot and i was doing what i could to hook up with boys right Um, okay great yep you're trying to tick a box yeah, well, no, no, I was trying to hide my sexuality. Mm, okay. I was trying to not make it obvious that oh, I was. Oh, so you were girls. trying to hook up with guys so that they wouldn't know, but you knew you were into girls. I knew I was curious about girls. I just, all I wanted to do was explore a woman's body. Mm. Um, and that's all I could think about. So around mm. that time, I was also very much into the gym. Right. And while I was going to the gym, there was a girl there that I had a big crush on. Mm. Um, and so we started hanging out and you know she was i don't even i can't even explain what i felt for her like it was just it was just incredible it was incredible and and you know when you gaze into someone's eyes yes and you really look into their soul and they reciprocate that that feeling like I have felt that a handful of times, like, and that is that right there was my confirmation, yeah, that I'm gay, mm. that you know we need to do something about this. Did you get to gaze <laughs> at anything else of hers, or just into her <laughs> eyes? Totally in for the film. <laughs> Sorry, well, I just want to know when she gets lit. I didn't. <gasps> no, I didn't. Not no, her. However, through her, through her, I did meet my first girlfriend, um, and by this stage. Uh, I was 25, 26. What? Can I ask, Ada, was any of, so you're trying to push it down and uh, before this point and was there Hang a second, 25? I've got 22 years old. I oh, know, 12 years. 12 years of extra sexual curriculum <laughs> you're activity. Trying, you're, just trying, yeah. you're just here for the filth, aren't you? Really? I'm not here for the filth. I'm just, it's, it's just, it's, I'm actually. It is I, fascinating. I'm sitting here thinking about, all the things I'd done between now and then. And Ada yeah. and I, how old are you now, Ada? We're only a couple of years apart. I I'm think 48. And I'm, what am I? 46. Okay. So we're pretty close in age. Like that's just, oh, this is blowing my mind. Can I, well, this, I just wanted to ask Ada, sorry, about the the shame attached to being gay and you trying, you know, to to convince the rest of the world that, that you aren't kind of thing. Was anything to do with that around you being the only female in your family, like amongst your siblings? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The sh- the shame and guilt came around, you know, my being Armenian and you know being gay was not okay. That's mm. not okay. There were no, there were no Armenians in my community who were gay. None of them. Everyone, mm. you know, their their journey for their life is get married, have marry an Armenian if you can, have yeah. kids, you know, raise your kids, be a good wife, all that stuff, and. You know, the shame and guilt came for me because I knew that I was probably not ever going to get married. Um, You know, my dad's not going to walk me down the aisle. Mm. You know, I'm not going to, they're never going to experience me at a wedding. Yeah, I'm not going to have kids. I'm not going to have kids. You know, all all of that, that shame and guilt was big time for me. All their expectations. Oh, look, we're going to come back and talk about this more. Okay, I need to just start by rephrasing something. I've just, I've made a mistake. Yeah. Well, because I've got 12 years of, 12 extra years of sexual activity, but they were with boys. So that's a nil in void. So Ada, you've uh, actually been out for longer than me. So you're back to winning. 
Ah, not that it's, <laughs> so it's a, a competition. <laughs> it's a yeah, competition. Oh, okay, Becky, you've you got the tally going right. Yeah, we know, we know who's winning. I, it's I'm a gonna competition. Keep, I'm going to keep track on this. I'm going to include this in housekeeping from now on. I'm going to need updates, Ada, from you weekly. <laughs> Everything's a competition with Ada. So, okay, so you're 25. Have you kissed a boy yet? Yes. Right. So my first kiss with a boy was quite, oh, it was just, I don't even know where it came from, but I enjoyed it. Um, mind you, the first night I had a kiss with a boy, I kissed two other boys as well. Oh, good job. Passion Dash um, again. Yeah. She loves it. She loves <laughs> the Passion Dash. That's where it started. That was fun. <laughs> but there was a boy that I liked. There was a boy that I liked uh, after kissing him and I saw him a couple of times and I went, oh, yeah, maybe this could work. Like mm. maybe I could date him. But I was too curious about women. Yeah, like right. I just... Could, yeah. I couldn't, and he was a lovely guy. Like Matt, if you're listening, mate. Like seriously, you were really. He was a really nice guy. Thanks, Matt. Um, <laughs> and I told him that I was into girls. Oh, and you did. He, yeah, and he was one of the first people I actually vocalised it to. Mm. Wow. I bet you that would have killed his heart on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It actually did. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would have had a flaccid phallus. A flaccid. She loves the word flaccid. <laughs> terrible. All right, so where are we up to? We're 20. You've come back. You've had – so what's happened? I want to get to the first kiss, the first female kiss. Yeah, okay. So you're start, still not out yet. The poor – 25. Poor, no, she's still no, not no. out yet. Okay. No, still not out. So sorry, so back, back start, to the boy. You just passed him. No second base, third base. Uh, what was second base again? Boobies. <laughs> Touch a boobie. Yeah, there was second base. Second yeah. base. Second base, touch a boobies. Third base is touching. Fingers. It's fingers. Did yeah. we say it was fingers? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, it's fingers. I think we called it fingers. We used to, we used to call that fishing. You oh, call it? That's <laughs> fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, no way. Did you, did you call it fishing? Oh, that's oh, yeah, going we used to call that. Did you go fishing? Oh, that's, that's going horrible. on the TikToks. We I love that. To... Hashtag fishing. <laughs> Hashtag. She loves hashtag. I haven't told her it went out about five years ago. But anyway, <laughs> no, um, I'm just getting there with hashtags. All right, for me, they're still it's still relevant. No, she loves well, it whenever whenever she whenever she texts you, she hashtag texts, and I'm like, oh, Becky, it's so five years ago, but I love it. Yeah, but that's what makes it funny. No, it is. It's it like is funny. last night when I texted you hashtag Becky bargain hunting. Yeah, I you know. know. She loves a hashtag. It's a crack up. All right, I'm really gonna shut Sorry. up and let you speak because I'm very invested. Okay, so then, so I was dating a girl from the States, my first girlfriend, um, and she was here on an exchange program, and she, her, she was my first sexual experience, mm-hmm. uh, male or female, like, actually, my first female sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, newsflash, I've actually never slept with a guy. <gasps> so, oh. Yeah, that makes her a gold lesbian, not platinum. Gold star. Yeah, she's a gold star, but she's not platinum. If she had, did you come out the vaginal canal? From your mum? I did. Yeah, so she's not, if she had, if her mum had had her by C-section, she'd be a platinum lesbian. Why? Because she's never touched. Oh, no, that's only for gay boys. I've gotten confused. Okay, so in, so my besties are gay, Sean and Jeremy. So Jeremy, his mum had a C-section and he's never touched a vulva. So he has never been near any vulvas in his life. So in the gay boy world... He is a platinum gay guy. Would you put that on your bio? Uh, look, I don't think he needs one, but yes, he would definitely, and it comes up really? all the time. Really? Platinum, yeah. Never touched a vagina, yeah. 
my, my yeah no you do so you're a gold star see i'm trying to yeah but of course you just yeah okay when so you you have your first female experience so you i'm so you make love with this girlfriend this partner mm, yes and was it yes. everything it was, oh becky it was amazing it was the most amazing experience um like being with her i didn't even know where my kit was like i didn't even know what was going on my vulva the parts of it what felt good what didn't feel good i i experienced a lot with her yeah and i have a lot to thank her for for being patient with me and taking me through that and was she was she already gay was she with women before you yeah yeah she was Ah, good well done seasoned yeah (laughs) i couldn't have had a better experience uh for my first time um and you know i so so that was going on for me in a in a time of my life which was very exciting and mm. you know i was i was so keen on trying more and doing more and then there was my other side of my life where you know i was still closeted mm. i was lying to my parents i wasn't telling my friends where i was like i was you know i had this whole other life so friends at this stage don't know you you've got this partner and and because it was such a good experience then you'd be wanting to embrace it but you feel you can't and even your close friends and family don't know they don't know but we came to a point i came to a point where i needed to tell them yeah um the the girl i had a crush on at the gym she was a good friend of mine at this stage and she was pivotal in in me understanding what it meant um to be honest um and she said she would say to me all the time the truth will set you free Mm. um and so that stayed with me and so slowly it took me like four or five years to slowly come out um i think the first people i told were my armenian friends the close friends um and how you know, what and was I, their reaction ada oh they were fine yeah they did were they fine. know they thought, did they did they know were they like course you are we know you know they had a feeling yeah okay. um but they didn't want to assume and they didn't want to mention it or bring mm. it up or talk about it and so i remember telling them and being quite upset that i had lied to them for so long and mm. that i didn't feel safe enough to come out to them mm. um but as soon as i did they were so embracing like they came out with me to clubs they you know that it was they were just beautiful and loving and exactly how you know friends should be mm. really that's so good and how so how old were you when you told your family your close like your parents oh hang on we're coming back for that one that's a big question if you want to take up a spot on this amazing podcast, get in touch today, yoursaypodcast.com.au. Sorry, we had a little break there. But um, how old were you, Ada, when you finally told your parents and how did that how did that go? So this part of the story is the part where I think really blows some people away. Um, you know, not not everyone's going to have a good experience with the coming out with their parents. And, you know, I, I think that, um, that is probably my story. Um, it, it hasn't been great, you know, um, with mum, it was 
difficult. Like she, the first thing she said to me well, was, um, well, we all make mistakes <gasps> and you can change. Um, and I was can like, you remember, mind, can, you re can you remember where you were, Ada? I don't know why I want to oh, know absolutely. that. Yeah, where, where did absolutely. you tell her? Where were you sitting? Well, I'll, pa I'll paint the picture for you. There okay. was a there was a wedding happening um, in the family, and the bride and the bride didn't have her family here, so they asked me to be her um, matron of honor. Mm. Um, and so I took that role, and she would call me or text me and say, "Is there anyone you'd like to bring with you? Like, do you do you have anyone you you want to oh, bring?" Or, and okay. I'd be like, "No, I don't. Like, I'm I'm cool." And this one time she had called um, the house, mum's house phone and she asked me again and I remember being outside with mum and us working on something. We were cooking something. I don't know what we were doing. And then I said, mum, and I hung up the phone. I came back and I was like, mum, she's asked me again. And she's like, what? What did she ask you? She, I go, mum, she's asked me if I want to bring anyone again to the wedding. And she goes, my mum's like, well, don't you like boys? And I went, <sighs> no. I said, Mum, no. I said, it's not like I don't like boys. She goes, well, and? So she knew. Mm. And I went, yeah. And I went, it's just like I like girls a little better. Mm. And she, that's where she said, we all make mistakes. <laughs> you can change. And but the the second those words came out of my mouth that i like girls better i once again felt this complete sense of a weight being lifted off my shoulders like mm. i finally told her mm. um you know because leading leading up to that point i was very dishonest like i was lying about where i was yeah, going you said that to where me i was seeing. every time mm. yeah which is hard so it's hard so hard and so you don't want to be like that with your parents at all you know so because I, I mean Ada's upbringing and mine couldn't be any freaking further apart from each other we've obviously talked about this as friends but I'm really curious so when she said that mm -hmm. like you're a young late like how old are you in the mid-20s right no, right now I'm like, I think I was 29. Okay, so you're pushing 30. So you're well and truly an adult. Are you are you living yeah. there? Are you living with your mum and dad at that point? Yeah, I've lived I lived with mum and dad throughout my whole life. Right. Uh, all my all through my twenties. I wasn't until thirty three, early early thirties when I moved out briefly. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And came home again. So so then... you really are lying. So every time you leave the house, you're lying because you're yeah. going to a gay bar. You go, yeah, right. So when she said that's okay, we all make mistakes. Did you then go, mum? It's not a mistake. I'm gay. Like, did you fire up or did you walk away? Like, what happened then? Were you I disheartened? didn't fire up. Yeah, I was. I was pretty disheartened, but I also thought, you know, that this isn't a mistake. This is how I was born. And, you, and you, did you say that? I did. Yeah, I oh, did. did. I said to Good her, I go, no, "I go, no, mum. This is how I'm feeling. I go, I don't. It's not a mistake. Mm. I um, but I, I like looking back on that story. I really want to know what my mum's mistakes were yeah yes <laughs> like what mistakes have you made like tell me you know like and, and her big thing you know wasn't that's not important for me to know the, those things but but her big thing for me and she's told me about that since is that I wasn't being honest with her mm. you know that's all she wanted from me is to be honest but, I but then I don't completely understand but I don't think she, I don't, I don't think she situation. could cope with you being honest 
I don't think she could have coped with the level of honesty. Like, I mean, even now she knows, but it's still not, yeah, like it's, it's still hard. It's still, it it's still, still hard, hard for Ada yeah. now, right? Wow. Still how, hard. How was your father's reaction? I'm glad you asked because yeah. the father's reaction wasn't as nice. Uh, um, yeah, I what don't happened? remember. I don't. I don't remember how the conversation. I feel like I've blocked it out. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. do remember. I do remember his reaction and his words. They've always stuck with me. Um, the words were. You are dead to me. Get out of the house. <gasps> wow. Yeah. You know, and even 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 thinking back on this, like it, it does, it still makes me quite emotional. Yeah, it would. about that. Yeah, I, I'm giving you a virtual hug. It's, yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking. It is. It's awful. And how, and and, it, and important to know, you know, like it's I'm I'm happy to share my story, but this story. Is really common in our community. Still, really like common. Still, this is not still long ago. Is. Yeah, and and there are support groups out there nowadays that can really assist people in coming out. Like mm. it's it's nicer now to know that people feel safe enough to speak up. Um, I think the nation the nation's conversation around being gay or being different mm. is a lot more acceptable nowadays. Because um, one of the things I said to Ada um, when we were chatting about it is what I there was a couple of things that I had to ask her and I, I would imagine listeners listening to this podcast now would be thinking this. Like I couldn't work out how before 20 she didn't know what gay was. So in Australia when mm. AIDS became a thing, there was all these TV ads with the Green yeah. Reaper and it was a very big thing. And I said to Ada the other day, like, weren't you watching the TV ads? Like how did you not know? Because gay men was what we thought. In my upbringing, the gay men yeah. existed. It was dirty. It was gross. It was non-accepted. Lesbians existed but far, like I would say, it was 85% about men and mm. then every now and then you might know that there's a lesbian but it was more about men. But you just didn't see it. I mean, Mardi Gras even existed back then. Like didn't you see any of that living in Sydney? No. See, I, see I, my, my, as a mum... I mean, obviously, I'm a really open mum, but it, regardless of whether I'm gay or straight, that just blows my mind because how much yeah. you can shelter your children yeah. and how much you can – it's like believing in Santa Claus until you're 50. But I wonder how much of that is cultural. I mean, I, 100%. Yeah, it, it's – to be quite sheltered like that and obviously very into sport, Very, you know, it's – But I think it's – yeah. So, Becky, would you have known what gay was at 15? Yeah. You did? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I did. And and why do you think you knew? Um, because, Well, I think, do you mean like as in culturally? Yeah, like how did you know that gay existed? Was From it... the TV. I remember growing up and there was major shows um, that were on, oh, what would it be like here? I don't really, you know, things that were on every day. And I remember when they had their first same-sex kissing scene and that oh, was a big wow. thing I don't remember girls. any of that in the younger age yeah it was big there were shows on in the oh, well UK done, like the UK Brookside far more progressive than us EastEnders oh, and stuff did they? yeah they so they had the same see I don't reckon Home and Away and Neighbours were doing that no not no did I think Neighbours did do it but later on um so yeah I, I was aware of that I was aware of kids in school that were mm. you know that were gay but they they probably there were some kids that weren't outwardly gay yeah but it was kind of quietly assumed or accepted that they were did you have any family or friend members that were gay or no. like trannies or anything no no yeah it's so interesting i still find it fascinating okay so 
Your dad does that. What about your brothers? The brothers were fine. So the brothers, the brothers, you know, they found some journals of mine or some letters I had written mm. um, and they kind of worked it out. Yeah, and yeah. so so they were okay. They just had their little way of telling me that they knew with their side comments. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, they've, they've always been fine. Um, you know, I, and I felt quite, you know, supported by them, you know, whenever I've needed help mm. or I've needed, you know, some, I've needed their support in something to do with whatever being gay or whatever, they've always been there. So that is, yeah. So they were fine. Can, um, can I ask another question in, in my family network, like, Obviously, this is all happening, and by now your brothers wouldn't live there, right? So it's not like it's not like you came out at seventeen and your brothers are young. So you're an adult. Do they ever? And and this will be a family thing. And I think you're going to say no, but are they like, Dad, shut the fuck up? Like, do they ever stick up for you and like tell him to pull his head in? Uh, if, if he was I, if I, he was to be dismissive of you, or you is know. it still like that, Ada? How is if you don't mind sharing the relationship you have with your father now? Yeah, so so just in answering Nikki's question, I think that oh, that's okay. <laughs> I know it's a very exciting topic. It's very it exciting. So yeah. Um so yeah, my brothers there was an occasion where, you know, I my partner and I were invited to my brother's son's christening and you know, I refused to go unless she was also invited um and my brother stuck up for me there um but it yeah. wasn't a you know they're not really going oh shut up dad you know ada's coming and ada's girlfriend is coming also mm. but and how was you know, that my how was that day when you went yeah it was it was fine um difficult um you know my th that relationship was a a difficult one to process mm. um because not not only had i already come out it was like i was also coming out again and saying yeah this is my relationship this is my partner this is the person i'm in love with and i'm want acceptance you know, of that as well. oh my god we're coming back this is such a good story this is your life So Ada, tell us, how's your relationship now with your father? Has there been some healing around that relationship? Look, my dad has really surprised me. Um, you know, he his reactions to certain things, I thought he'd be a certain way and he's just been the opposite. Um, so he's been okay. Like I, I feel a lot of love and acceptance from my dad. Um, don't forget, like he's grown up, well, I don't know that I mentioned this, but he grew up in a country where being gay meant you were killed, mm. you know, or you were put in jail. Like what? he grew up in Baghdad. Mm. And what? yeah, and and some of the things he's yeah, gone it's hard, through. Isn't it? It's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Um, and, but nowadays he's good. He's good with me. They don't, my parents don't ask me what my dating life is like. They okay. don't ask me about that. any of that. Yeah, but if we were straight, um, if we were if we were straight, they'd ask. They'd ask you if you were straight. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, they'd say you seeing anyone, so, going too. on any dates. My my family, yeah. would, my my grandparents, no one asks me at all. Oh, that's yeah. so sad. It's fucked. 
lucky I got a podcast yeah. of people to support me yeah, on my journey. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ada supports me and I support her. Oh, Harvey's just ridden bike, ridden past the school, <laughs> the schoolyard edition. He's the kids are running around outside. It's all happening today. It's all going <laughs> off. So, can I ask my question now? You go. We're going to be get better at taking it in turns. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're trying to take it in turns because Ada's our. Um, what do we call her? She's our casting. Um, she's like a director. She's, she's a director. Far. She's the your second. I'm your mentor. Yes, I'm your mentor. that's the word. She's, yeah, that's it. She's yours. the mentor. Oh, I she's told I don't, us I don't, stop I do not want to think about her as a mentor. Just saying. Um, <laughs> my question is, what were they like? Like, when did they first meet your girlfriend? Like, what? How old were you? Who was that? We don't say who it was, but like, yeah. Oh, Have they met many of your girlfriends? Yeah, they've met them, but they didn't know they were girlfriends. Okay. So. The very first girl I dated uh, was a twin, an identical twin. And because they were from the States, we took them on a holiday with us. Um, so the family went on Ada. a holiday and they came along. <laughs> Ada racking up a first threesome <laughs> on the family holiday. No, no I'm teasing. No, I'm teasing. Terrible. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Still, she's going for the you, filth. I'm a bit filthy today. I can tell you about my threesomes, but it wasn't with the twins. Oh. So, would it be even um, nice to do threesomes? No, anyway, go back to this. I want to hear that the, the actual question is, what, so they didn't know that they were a girlfriend, but that was a girlfriend. Yeah, so she was a girlfriend. She came the ho- on the holiday with us and her and I would just sneak off and, and you know, have patches here and there. Or... Hang on, how old are you? 26, 27. And you still got on a holiday with your mum and dad. Fucking hell, I love you. Yeah. How's yeah. that? Fucking Ada. Yeah, we were. We were still holiday. Oh, so nice. This is my upbringing. This I know. Is, it's really it lovely. Was. I have a lot of admiration for it, but I also would fucking hate it. But that's because my yeah. Okay, it's Becky's turn. So can I, well, just on the back of that, can I ask, so to all intensive purposes other than around your um, being gay, you're a very close-knit family. You holiday together. You're, you know, there's yeah. a big, big family connection. Gosh. Yeah, very close sound. family. The wow. The... The other relationship of the girl that they met was a long-term relationship I had with someone. We were together seven years. This is now in my mid-30s. Um, and her and I, you know, were, were considering having children together and, you know, getting, you know, really stepping up our relationship to the next level. Um, but to her, the big thing was that I wasn't completely out to my family and she wasn't accepted by them. Mm-hmm. And so that was difficult for her and for us to move forward because that wasn't in place. And so after some, you know, couples counselling and, and whatnot, we went through a lot of stuff together. I did manage to fight for her and with my parents, as in, like, try to get her a little bit more involved in family stuff. Um and then by by the time we got there, by the time we got to that space where she was invited to things and, you know, she was starting to integrate with the family, she was then saying to me, I can't do this. Mm. I'm not coming. Mm. Would cancel things and, yeah. Can I – I want to talk – a bit about this because I feel like this is very deep and controversial for a podcast, but we've talked about this before, Ada and I. I feel like you've got resentment because you obviously went above and beyond and the extra mile and you did all that and then it faded away. But at the same time, 
if that was me and I was your partner, I would have pioneered for that to happen as well. And I think had it not been her, it would have been another girlfriend. hundred percent. So you kind of, so you don't blame her for that? No, definitely not. Oh, good. You know what, Nikki? Like I remember sitting in the uh, counsellor's office and saying exactly that. Mm. Why should I? You know, why should I go through all this heartache Mm. knowing at the end of the day that we will not end up together. Yeah, exactly. So why should I why should I go through Ruin all this the family, family dynamic? Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. And she said to me because if it's not with this partner, it will be with the next yeah, one. Yeah, right. Okay, so you learned that lesson then from the counselor. I did. Yeah, I did. Hmm. Good work, Gosh. counselor. Good work. Okay, so Ada, how are things now with the status quo with your family and, you know, where are you all now? Yes, good question, Becky. <laughs> Great question, Becky. Great question. Oh, look, now now I feel like I'm, and I think from my early 40s, um, you know, I really made an effort to have a think about what it is that really makes me happy rather than, you know, we spoke about the, the shame and guilt I felt for many, many years. Um, you know, just, just letting go of that um, and knowing that what makes me happy is, you know, feeling my way through life, you know, mm. being quite, being quite accepting of myself, you know, mm. first and foremost, um, you know, I'm, I'm a proud Armenian who's a lesbian. And that's okay, mm. you know. And I lived at home for a long time, yes. I didn't get to experience my teenage years or my 20s as, you know, as a lot of people did. Mm. However, that experience and that life has shaped the person I am today. Mm, um, totally. And I feel like now that I'm, you know, living on my own, you know, I've gone through some really important and pivotal relationships in my life that have really made me understand the type of person I want to be with, um, you know, and how I talk to my parents, um, what information I share with them and what information I choose to share with the people around me is yeah. really up to me, mm, you know, at the yeah. end of the day. So how when, when did you last, like, have a girlfriend that you would, yeah, like how long have you been single for? I've been single for about four and a half years, four, four or five years. So your previous um, my last girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. yeah, my last girlfriend, I was living at home while I was dating. I was living with mum and dad while Got I was dating. Yeah. And I was going to, I was approaching that relationship not by hiding her. Um, so I, I included her in a lot of family things that we were doing yeah. without thinking twice about it, yeah, you know, good. because I'd already gone through coming out and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. However... However, my dad didn't react very well to that. Um, you know, he felt quite um, disrespected by that. Um, and I never quite got down to the reason why. You know, it could have been a number of things. Um, but that put, a, that put a strain on me mm. wanting to date anyone after that mm. while I was living at home. And so I said to myself i'm not dating until i'm out of this house you know just so i can be open i can invite people over i can you know feel a bit freer yeah and it wasn't another maybe two years that i decided to start dating again 
And I went on a rampage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, for, some, for someone that sounds like she started late, there's also a lot of other stories where she's totally made up for lost time. Like, Good. you know, you've been to plenty of gay bars, you've got lots of gay mates, you've dated, you've gone to, you know, like you're very much immersed in the community now, would you say? Yeah, big time. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much in the community. I have gay friends that, you know, I've known for years and years and, you know, I love going to community events. I love talking to people, um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not shy from uh, trying to look out for, you know, the other young ethnic girls yeah, that are coming so out. Good idea. Can I you say, know, and I, sorry, this, it fascinates me in these stories, in your story too, Nikki, um, the, just the navigation as a person you have to use to get through the coming out and all the different layers of feelings and emotions you have to go through not just your own but everyone else's around you like in your family can i I be honest with you 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 like you pretty much come out i mean not so much now for me but when i worked in an environment where you know i traveled to stores and looked after the surf industry and those types of things i pretty much came out every day Mm. Every day I travelled on a plane, every day I met someone at a new store, every day I took a manager out for lunch. So what is your part of you? Are you married? Now, back then, so back then marriage wasn't legal. So the first thing anyone would say to you, for me, for that whole 12 years, are you married? Have you got kids? And so you literally come out, depending on your environment that you work in, every fucking day. Now, it's, it's different now, I think. Um, a little bit, depending on the industry that you work in. But, yeah, like it's fucking hard, I you do know? think the only yeah. way this changes is with awareness. I have to say I I You can never have learned so much. Yeah, and do I you have a partner? would have. Do I you po- have yeah, a partner? I would phrase it differently now because yeah. I've been made aware of it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's changing the conversation. Yes. It's changing the words you use yeah. and it's being respectful of people's pronouns mm. and you know, the gender conversation is, is very prominent at the moment, mm. you know, um, and it has been made that way because of what we see on mainstream TV or what we see yeah. on social media, like, and it's good. It's good because it makes my conversation easier oh, with do you know, people. Do you, know, um, do you know who we should shout out? My cousin Monique runs ABC Queer and they are the best Instagram account to follow to learn about pronouns and coming out stories and like Monique does such mon she goes by now does such a fantastic job of just educating and not making people feel shit because even I don't understand a lot of the pronoun stuff and I'm in the community so it's kind of like it's okay to go look I'm sorry I don't really know what the Mm. right thing to say is because people do they feel uncomfortable I remember driving the kids to school and they must have been I don't know 13 I reckon 13 12 or 13 and all the boys were in the back I had a full house I had three boys in the back including Harvey and then Dakota was in the front and quite regularly they'd begun stop being so gay and they'd hit each other stop being so gay gay." anyway they'd been told a number of times guys like Dakota's got two mums at this point right and obviously a dad as well but Harvey's got two mums I'm like stop using the word so I've said it nicely at least for a couple of months mm. and this particular mo- this particular day I was in my Audi zooming along and Dakota's friend said it again 
and they say it in such a derogatory way and I fucking lost it. I slammed the brakes on and I pulled over like near the school into the bloody gravel and I said, I've fucking had it. Like I've had it. I've had it. It's not okay and this is how we have to change it. And I really did try and make them understand Mm. and and they still use the word now. They didn't get it. It's still used in the derogatory way. I had a conversation as recently as about, a few weeks ago with Dakota and his best friend around, is anyone within your group gay? No. And the face screws up. And mm. I'm like, guys, what the fuck? And this is like what I, when I interviewed yeah. Gracie, I'm still mortified by how far we haven't come. Yeah. You know, we might televise Mardi Gras and we might have had the Prime Minister join the fucking parade and we might be able to get, you know, married but we have got a long way to go. Well, that's why I think, you know, what Ada says as well, the conversation, that's what the podcast is all about. about it is. Having these conversations and getting them out there and, yeah, as it I is. say. It is, and I... it's about other, like imagine other Armenian people, Ada, that were listening to this now or any, you know, any kind of ethnic background where they feel like they mm. can't discuss it and they're going, oh, wow, okay, so she got there, right? Like you couldn't be a more proud lesbian of anyone I've known, right? And I think that... This is why I want to keep keep sharing these stories because us closet lesbians, watch out, Becky. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely right. You are so true in in everything you just said, and you know, being, you know, we haven't even spoken about religion and how religion mm. has oh, come into play here. Yeah. You know, being Muslim and being gay—that is so shunned upon. Mm. Like I cannot tell you the amount of friends I have that have gone through that. You know, and um, you know, and to protect their privacy, like this is just—it's just such a. And you know, they've had to go get married to a man, like Fuck. to 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 cover that up. And Nikki, you and I have not spoken about this. Like that—that that goes on today. Mm. It still mm. happens. It's very common. Okay, I'm going to cut. We're, it's, we're, really we're, it's fucked up. I'm getting fired up. I want to come back and talk about this one other piece of this puzzle. We're going to have to get you back on the podcast. Okay, I'm online now, Becky. Yeah, you go. So before we wrap this up, because, again, like all our amazing guests, Ada, we could talk to you forever, I was just wanting to discuss that this is everywhere Mm. there would be thousands of men and women in the closet right now i think currently and this is just my opinion it's hot for women to be bisexual and come out in their relationship and have a threesome but i know of so many men my brother works at the peel nightclub in melbourne and there are so many married men that come to this nightclub to get off with the boys and then they go home to their wives. Can I just touch on, did, so did, in your opinion, do you think it's more accepted for women to come out at, at this moment than men? Um, as young people, no, but I think if I if if you guys were married right now, so let's just say you and your partner are married mm-hmm. and you decided that you wanted to experiment with a woman, I think that's far more accepted than if your partner decided he wanted to get it off with men. Yeah, I do. I think that society, men in particular, think it's a bit hot. I mean, lesbian is the most common Googled word of all time. And and also don't forget the the whole thing with a married man wanting to explore Mm. being with a man. Like that's just it. 
it even like even anal play in straight relationships mm. like that for for a man to admit that he enjoys any kind of anal activity or anal play during mm. sex mm. Is, is considered yeah. him as being gay whereas yeah, it's hello fucked. it's not it yeah, is not fucked. it is just another sexual Erogenous zone. Well, they need to go. And, they feel. need to go and have an anal mapping session with Cinder. <laughs> She'll sort them out. I saw one of her posts the other day, and it was talking about the clitoris having legs and all yeah. types of yeah. yeah it's got ten thousand different nerving endings. So I want to wrap up by I want us to all have a little bit of a say here because I'm sure Ada will have an amazing little wrap up story, but I feel really fired up right now, and I feel like I love as we know that I'm gay and I love that you're not Becky and I love that we're so different, but I want to continue to have these conversations and start to standardize these conversations in the family home. So whenever I meet other people's mums or the kids in, you know, the kids playing in the, in Mm. the playground, has he got two mums? Has he got two mums? And like, you know, I've got neighbors, kids that will ask, they must be, they must be up to the 50th time. How come Harvey's got two mums? Like I'm still asked. So right? there's no conversations taking place at home. No conversations taking place it. at home. And look, I am, I am, as the mum with the kid with the two mums, the amount of families we go to and parties and things, mm. the kids will come up and ask in front. But that's not Harvey's mum. Harvey's got a different mum because they've seen the other one, yeah. right? So I've had mums kind of go, "Oh, look, what what should I say?" Like, and they're not trying to be assholes, right? But they're literally. They've had no exposure to gay people in their whole life and they're going, oh, what do I tell them? And I look at them and go that we are gay and that Harvey has two mums and it is accepted that mm. you can be two mums, two dads, or you can be heterosexual. And they're like, oh, and this is the most common thing that they say to me, but what does he call you both? Really? And I want to smack him in the face. It's like, how is it relevant? Like, I don't ask what you're fucking. That's like the gay question. Is. Are you the giver Which is or the, the man? Taker? Who's the man? Yeah. yeah, it's fucking does my head in. So all I want to do is I want to empower every listener now that has children or cousins. Yeah, straight or gay. Straight or gay, yeah. whoever you are, we need to normalise these conversations so that when your cousins, children and friends and everyone gets to a point where they might think they're gay, mm. rather than spend 10, 20, 30 years literally affecting your mental health issues because it did me and I'm sure it did Ada of us feeling shame around who we are normalize it now in Mm. reality in my in my son's circle there's no way statistically that they're all straight yeah but I can tell you now I watch them drink and right now in this current day and age one of them would have gay tendencies it's not possible for them not to Mm. but they shame it and they're still shaming it and Dakota's got two mums or had two mums. So I just want to say that we've got a fucking long way to go and I really appreciate Ada being so open and honest and sharing the story because this is the only way. This is the only way that's tangible and TV. Mm. They just axed our favourite show, which is the L word, which is like like the lesbian, (laughs) like it's like our gossip girl type thing. And it was phenomenal, yes. right? Like, granted, the last season wasn't perfect, but it's the it's the most truest representation of being a lesbian. Yeah, you right? mentioned that. Before. It's the best show, and they fucking axed mm. it. Like, Ada and I were like, "Fuck you, bitches." Yeah. Actually, it wouldn't have been bitches. Clearly, it would be men. 
Becky, uh, Becky, got any final words for Ada? I'm going to stop speaking now, but thank you. I'm so grateful. Yeah, it was a fantastic um, episode with you, Ada, and and such a fascinating subject. Um, You know, I really admire what you've gone through and, and how you've got to where you are now and how kind of strong you sound about it all because it is a huge mental health journey, isn't it? And and I think um, from my point of view as being a straight I mean, I've got four girls, so what statistically, you know, and I think it's all about awareness. I think, yeah, Ada, what do you think we need to do moving forward? I mean, look, I first of all, thank you to both of you and, I appreciate you asking me to come on and tell my story. Um, having the platform to do so, I think, is a start. It's actually really, really good and, and helpful and uh, so important for us to do that. You know, mm. just to share my story is, I'm sure, will touch someone. It will, and even sure. if it doesn't, you know. Um, it will. Uh, moving forward, I think, yeah, just normalise the conversation, like you yeah. said. Like, I... I families come in all different shapes and sizes and formats, you know. Uh, you could be raised by your grandmother, you know. Yeah. Your, you could have two dads. You could yeah. have two mums. You could have a dad who's not present or, you know, who just works all the time and therefore your mum or your nanny is raising yeah, you. You totally. know, like it, it's – and there, it just needs to be normal. Yeah, um, yeah, and don't put so much energy around the word gay because mm. it just should be sounding like straight exactly yeah exactly oh yep. fantastic thank you so much thank Ava. you this has Ava. been awesome we really 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 appreciate you it's coming been on great could have gone for longer we'll get her back in to talk about <laughs> her threesomes experience i think she's yeah, got 100 i'm definitely down for that <laughs> i do <laughs> I can, oh, so much to talk about, so much. Oh, oh, God. All right, you have an awesome day. Thank you. Thank you, Ada. Thank you, girls. Bye. Love you. Bye. Well, that was a great episode. It was really good. It was really good. It went so good. quickly too. So you always know, I mean, I don't think we've had a bad episode, but amazing sharing from Ada. Mm. We are very grateful to her. We think we'll definitely get her back on as a guest and we're just chatting about how far we've got to go in this in in this world. Yeah, we need to put much more awareness around these. And the schools do too. Yeah. Like we were just saying that our school is very religious and we're the only rainbow family that that we're aware of, which statistically we know can't be the can't be the case. But they also don't talk about it. Like no. they're not teaching homosexuality in a Christian school, and they should be. Well, I think it's about normalising it at home as well. Like you were saying about parents that you come up against all the time that ask oh, you the same questions. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, Every single set. I don't think I've ever been made. Actually, you guys were very normal and welcoming. Good. Yeah. Glad Except what was that one question you asked me? Anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> it was fantastic. Thank you, Ada. We really enjoyed Thank it. You.